0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Kindred Life Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Marie Bailey, a regenerative farmer, author, wife, and mom, and I'm so glad you're here. Join me each week as I share encouraging and faith-filled stories, prompts, challenges, and conversations that will breathe life into your days and moments so you can dig more deeply into a life of connection right where you are. Do you want to live more bravely, purposefully, and connected to the people and tangible experiences that matter most? Then listen in. Hello, friends. It is so great to be back with you again this week. I hope that you guys have been able to check out some of the different episodes that I've released recently. I have some of my first few conversations now up on the podcast. I did a conversation with one of my best friends in the whole entire world, Christy Crosby, about Cultivating Deeper Friendships. So don't miss that one. And then a few episodes later, we did another conversation on cultivating a unique family culture. So I hope that you'll check out both of those episodes. And I have lots of other fun conversations planned. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, it is so fun to just get back to one of these types of episodes where I just get to share with you directly what's on my heart. So today I am back here in the barn studio here on Farm, and you guys, today is pretty much the epitome of farm life in spring. (laughs) The entire morning, our whole family has been outside working alongside two of our staff members, and my girls, who are nine and twelve, they helped plant onions today. They helped pot tomato transplants into bigger pots so we can sell them at the farm store this weekend. Our two gals who work here on the farm were shoveling compost for hours. They're amazing and spreading it down the field for some new flower rows we're starting. My husband Steven was working the broad fork and I was working on putting netting over my zinnias to provide some support for them as they grow this season. This is my first time using the netting that you stretch horizontally over your flower rows. This is for flowers that get really tall every year I deal with my zinnias flopping over at some point and if we have a strong wind or a bad storm which we often have here in Tennessee that can often destroy them and so I'm trying the netting this year so I was trying to figure that out today and I kept telling my girls I know there's going to be a big learning curve that always happens the first time we're doing something so bear with me as we figure this out but my 12 year old got to use the pile driver. I don't know if you guys know what a pile driver is. I definitely thought it was a wrestling move from the 80s that my brother used to do on me when I was a little girl. <laughs> um, but several years ago, when we started the farm, I learned that a pile driver is actually a really useful tool that helps you pound T posts into the ground. And then the very last thing I did today before I came up here to record is I sprayed every single plant including the little plants in the mini greenhouse, all of the things I'm growing in our high tunnel hoop houses, and everything in the produce field with fish emulsion. (laughs) It is an amazing fertilizer. It really gives plants a boost, especially after you've transplanted them and they can kind of go through a little weird transitional period. So you can only imagine what I smell like right now. I am feeling the spring farmer vibes right now. I smell like fish emulsion and I'm still covered in sweat. My fingernails are caked in dirt, but I am here showing up for you guys. And to be honest, I'm thankful to be in the air conditioned studio for a few moments as I take a break from the heat of the day. But as I look out this five foot picture window here in the studio, I see the field filling in with plants and flowers and so much green. And it makes me giddy every single spring. um, I am sore. I am tired. But when I look out there, I'm reminded of all the beauty to come. And um, I'm just excited. I'm excited about what's to unfold this season. I'm excited for you. If you're about to start your gardens, um, just know that I'm cheering you on. Let's dive in to what I wanted to share with you today. Delight. This was my word of the year for 2022. I didn't realize it though until well into 2022 when I went to my friend Annie Downs's office to meet with her on the day that I recorded an episode for her podcast. Um, I'll definitely link to that episode in the show notes. It was so much fun. Um, Just the experience of being in that space in Annie's office. If you know her and if you listen to her podcast, that sounds fun. You can only imagine how delightful her office is. And it was. All of the people I met who worked there, the way that it's style, the color, the fun, the obvious attention to detail, everything about it was delightful. And it was such a shift outside of my normal day day on the farm. I drove almost an hour to get there and realized that her studio is in my old neighborhood where I used to live before I met Steven and before I moved to Texas back in the early 2000s. So that was a fun little trip down memory lane that day. But not until I was sitting there that day in Annie's office, immersed in that feeling of just pure delight, did I realize that I had been living under a feeling of dread instead of delight. At that time in early spring 2022, I was kind of wrapped up in all the things that were about to come for my book promotion. And I had written the book. It was about to be released in a few months. And honestly, I was starting to get really fearful about some things about the promotion process and like, what would it all be like? And just nerve wracking. The whole process is such an interesting journey. And that day, I realized that I had been living in a place that was kind of dreading instead of delighting in the process. Now it's almost a full year later in spring 2023 and the word delight is still on my mind and it's coming back up for me And as, as I walk through those memories of last spring. This is something I want to live by, not just as a word of the year, but always. I want to live as someone who is delighted. To be delighted takes an element of wonder. It means seeing, seeing experience as different in the best possible way. It means seeing something outside the norm that stands out in a way that reflects goodness or beauty. And I think it also means being immersed in a spirit of lightness. Like there's a a feeling of lightness versus heaviness when you think of the word delight. And this is something that we need so badly in the midst of our lives that can oftentimes be really, really heavy. If you actually look up the definition of delight, it says the meaning is great pleasure. So in the book, Lost in Wonder by Esther DeWall, I've quoted that several times on this podcast. I literally could have underlined the entire book. It's a beautiful, small book about spiritual growth that you guys should definitely check out. Esther DeWall talks about seeing with delight. And she says, this thing is good. And I am good. And I am happy with my relationship to myself, to my own inwardness, and also to my own outwardness. So to me, that means delight comes from the inside and reflects outwardly. So that's really neat to think about that it's something that is all encompassing of all the parts of ourselves. It's not just um, something that happens in the moment when we see, you know, like a beautiful sunset or a rainbow, but it comes from a place deep inside, being delighted in who God made each of us to be. And what does it mean to live in a way that is delighted? We're going to kind of explore that a little bit on this episode. So recently, I was flipping through a journal that I began in 2007, and I was absolutely shocked at some of the things I found in this journal. I was on the verge at that time of turning 30, and I remember feeling like I was going through such a major life transition in turning from my 20s to my 30s, but also a soul transition. For some reason, that age for me, 29 on the cusp of turning 30, was this time of really trying to figure out who I was. It was kind of the beginning of that, of who really am I? I think a lot of times when we're entering a new decade, we enter that stage of contemplation about ourselves. And at that time, I was in a really new season. I was feeling very in between stages of life. Um, I knew that at some point I wanted to be a mom, so I was kind of in that place of leaving behind this young married life with Stephen and maybe embarking on a new adventure with him, and and just trying to grasp who I was in the midst of all that. I felt kind of aimless at the time, and in this journal. I wrote so many worries. There were lists and lists of things I was worried about. I wrote prayers, spilled out on the paper. And when I found that journal recently, I sat on my bed and I was flipping through it. 16 years later from when I wrote some of those words and I said out loud with genuine awe to myself in the bedroom, God, you took care of every single one of these worries. And he did. Looking back on all of those lists and lists, things turned out far from perfectly. And there were some major, major heartbreaks in those years of that journal all the way up until now. But it is so good to look back and remember these things. So I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to go to dread when things are uncertain in my life rather than delighting in what is going well. But in times when things feel uncertain, I think it's so good to look back and see how things were taken care of in the past and how we made it through those hard times. So that journal that I started in 2007, I wrote in for years. It's really thick and it's like probably one of my prized possessions now because it has so much life in its pages. So in that same journal, I flipped ahead And I found an entry from 2009. And in that entry, I was asking God for my and Steven's life together to be a healing balm to people. And reading that, it really impacted me because I realized how long ago I wrote that and how much that is still such a strong desire of mine in everything that we do even here on the farm and in our friendships, in our personal relationships, that that still holds true, that still stands strong. I want to be a healing balm. I want our lives to be a healing balm. And I want to help people see delight and see wonder and experience the beauty that is all around us on this earth, even in the midst of really hard things. One of my favorite photos of myself on the farm and there are very few that are not selfies (laughs) but two years ago i had a photo shoot for my book and my photographer friend jeremy captured a very pure moment of delight in one of the photos and it's a photo where i'm holding a baby chick in one hand and a bundle of radishes in the other And there's nothing really fancy about it. I'm wearing my farming overalls and have my hair pulled back in a ponytail, but I just love it. I love that it um, captures true delight in that moment. Delight. More of that, please. In times when things are heavy and there's so many hard things going on in our world, we will all walk through times of sorrow um, when we're experiencing really, really hard things. And we all need to have moments of delight, too because life is heavy and none of us, not a single one of us can go through life with that constant feeling of heaviness. So here are some ways that I am focusing on adding more delight in my day to day, and I wanted to share them with you. Delight is not to discount those hard moments at all. It does not minimize those hard moments, but it just shows that we humans, we have to return to the light. We have to return to joy. And that's so important to have that buoyancy. The first one is delight in my relationship with God. Even a sense of playfulness. I am still not totally sure what this looks like, but I am here for it. And I am here for exploring this more in my relationship with God. Maybe it is dancing to my favorite worship song on my front lawn or in my kitchen and not caring if anyone sees me. Maybe it is singing a song at the top of my lungs in my car. When I am driving country roads in springtime with the windows down and my sunroof open, that is truly one of the most delightful times for me. And... Maybe I'm playing a worship song or maybe I'm not. I feel like every time I listen to Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay, that it is a worshipful experience for me. And the same thing with Hey Soul Sister by Train. I know some of you probably hate that song, but I love it. It instantly makes me feel lighter and I'm just swept up in the beauty of like driving down a country road in this simple moment. Another way that I want to experience delight right now is delight in my husband and the playfulness that we've had since the beginning of our marriage. Nobody can make me laugh like Stephen Bailey. And I'll never forget early on in our marriage when I walked into our bedroom one night and Stephen had wrapped himself very tightly. I don't know how he did this. Even his arms were wrapped. He had wrapped himself in a thin brown blanket on our bed. And I was like, what are you doing? And he just kept saying, I'm a cocoa bean. I burst out laughing because it was so random, but where in our daily lives have we forgotten to have silly moments like this with our spouses or with our friends or with our children? Like It's okay to be playful, it's okay to be silly, And I think we need that sometimes. So more moments of playfulness, more moments of silliness with my husband rather than just sitting and talking about our to-do lists and finances and business. We need to add more fun and playfulness. And that doesn't have to be on a date. It can be in our daily lives. Okay. How about delighting in the small moments with my children? This is another one that is so hard for us because we get down into the details of life and we get weighed down with school schedules and chores and laundry. And we forget to like just go outside with our children and pick some little flowers in our yard. The other night, my girls and I went outside It was pitch black and these stars were shining so brightly over Santa Fe, where we live. And Venus is the brightest in the sky right now. There's this really cool planetary alignment that's happening this month where you can see like five planets in an arc. We can only see Venus and Mars from where we are because the other ones are kind of below the horizon line. But the other night, Venus was so bright. I have never seen a star or a planet that bright in the night sky. And my girls asked if they could get their sleeping bags bring them outside and this is like an ordinary weeknight. This is not a weekend. They wanted to brew some tea and they gathered our cats and we made this like pallet outside in the dark. It was probably 8.30 at night and we just laid out there for a couple hours. Steven joined in and loved it so much he decided he was going to sleep in a hammock that night by himself outside and it was like so impromptu and so wonderful. Those are the moments that are so memorable. Those are the ones we're going to look back on with our children. When we stopped to be delighted, we stopped to let life speak. We stopped to just experience joy in the moment. So I want more moments like that with my kids. And then delight in the fact that I get to be an author and a podcaster and a farmer. I mean, seriously, this is so much work. I've probably never worked so hard. But This should also be fun. Like, I can still delight in my job, my jobs, my multiple jobs, and work hard, but I can still delight in them and enjoy it. I mean, how amazing is it that there are people listening to this right now? I do not take that lightly that you have taken 25 minutes out of your day to listen to what I have to say and to listen to what God has put on my heart. So, that is amazing. I think it's so important in whatever work that you are doing, whatever work that I am doing, that we stop to be delighted. Maybe it's some in your office that makes you smile. Maybe it's a walk outside at lunchtime. There's always, always something. There's some little joy that we can grab a hold of. And these are the things that help us make it through our days. And finally, delight in just being me. I will always be the girl who will blow dandelion seeds into the air on your lawn. (laughs) I will always be the girl who chooses colorful over neutral. All the bright colors, please. All the mismatched fabrics. And I will always be the girl who chooses outside over inside. What are the things that are delightful about you? Live securely in that. So as you go about your daily life today, here are a few prompts to reflect upon. I always want to make what I'm sharing here practical for you. So grab a pen and paper to write these down or type them into your phone. What is something that you are delighting in right now? What is delightful about your life, about your spouse, about your children, and about your home? What is delightful about you? Can you choose to see that God made you in such a unique and special way that you add something really special to the world by being who you are? What does it look like to not carry the burden anymore of feeling dread about life, to not carry the weight of the world on your shoulders? What does it look like to embrace a feeling of buoyancy and lightness instead of heaviness? How can you stop right now in your daily life and make space for delight and wonder? Okay, friends, this is the part of the show where I share three simple joys and encourage you to do the same. So these simple joys are things in our daily life, just small things, small details, or small moments that are making us smile or bringing joy. I truly believe that by naming the things in our daily lives that are special and that bring joy, help us to have a spirit of gratitude. Okay, the first one I wanted to share with you guys today is a new cedar gardening bed that Stephen built for me by the mini greenhouse. So you've heard me talk about our little seed starting greenhouse a couple times on the podcast. I even recorded an episode inside the greenhouse. I will link to that in the show notes. But right next to it, Stephen built me, I think it's eight feet by three feet. It's a cedar raised garden bed. So this is, if you've heard of square foot gardening, this is kind of how we started gardening in the first place. This is how we started in our backyard in Dallas, Texas, in the middle of the city by building these raised beds and planting directly in those. So you can control the soil that's inside it and you're not planting directly into the ground, you're planting into the soil in your garden bed. And just adding this to the farm, like we have an entire produce field where we can plant things. What I love about this bed is it will be for perennials and things that are the same year after year. Or it can be for items that I want to grow in a really small quantity that I don't want to plant an entire produce row of. And I don't know. There's just something about it that is really making me happy right now. It feels kind of like this return to who I am at my core. It feels like returning back to like my fledgling gardening self in my little Dallas backyard, not really knowing what I was doing. And now I'm kind of many years on the other side of that, knowing so much about farming now and cultivating plants on a way bigger scale. But I just love the beauty and simplicity of this one little cedar bed. So let me tell you what I planted in it. I put a rosemary plants. I put chamomile that I grew from seed. So I'm really excited about cutting those flowers and making teas with them. I planted borage seeds. So this is a beautiful periwinkle blue flower that's edible. And I'm so excited. I love growing edible flowers. I've never grown borage before in an intentional way. I've had it in different wildflower mixes that we bought before, but I've never actually sowed borage seeds. I also planted chives from seed and I planted along the back of it dahlias, and these are dahlias that are um I got from Johnny's seeds and I grew them from seed. Um a lot of times you will buy dahlias that are already tubers, but I started these from seed and they are going to create their own tubers. So after the season is over, I will dig up the tubers and save them and replant them next year and they will multiply. I'll be able to multiply the dahlias. But I love putting them along the back because it's right against the mini greenhouse. So it'll be like these fun, really tall flowers um, at the back of the garden bed. Finally, I sewed an entire half of the raised bed with an edible flower mix. So I got this from American Meadows. It's one of our absolute favorite places to buy wildflower seeds and um, they have a beautiful edible flower mix. So you just sprinkle it on there pretty heavily and then you can keep cutting flowers from it and making mixes from it to put on salads or garnishes or whatever. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'm really excited about that. Okay. Okay. The second simple joy I wanted to share with you today is the simplicity of eating a fresh plum in the sunshine. So I have not bought plums in such a long time. Once again, plums are like a throwback thing for me because I remember in Dallas when we had our business, Urban Acres, um, we bought so many Texas plums from our local farmers and it was one of like the key things we would sell to our co-op members and it was so wonderful getting in those local Texas plums they're like so juicy and flavorful and I saw them the other day at Whole Foods and it was they were in those cute little turquoise paper produce baskets and I had to get one so I got four little red plums they've been ripening on my countertop and on Sunday afternoon it was like perfectly sunny and gorgeous outside it was most perfect spring day and all I wanted to do was just take one of those plums outside. I sat at the picnic table under a tree, and I took the first bite, and it was just heaven. It was just one of those moments where you're like, I am thankful to be alive right now. Okay, and the third one I wanted to share with you guys are PaperMate Flair felt tip pens. Do you know about these pens? You have to know about these. These are my absolute favorite pen of all time, and they're perfect for journaling. They're perfect for writing notes to people, and they're just happy. So, they're kind of throwback too, because I feel like I had these in the 80s, and I just love like writing in my planner with them. I love writing in my journal with them, and they just bring such a fun pop of color. If you get a note from me in the mail, I will probably have written it with a Papermate Flair felt tip pen. Recently, I found that they make Sunday brunch scents. I don't know what to think about that. It's kind of interesting, but you might want to check it out. I think I saw them at Target. Um, Okay, so check out those pens. They're the best pens in the whole wide world. Okay, friends, that is it for today. I hope that this episode helps you to take a deep breath and just take a few moments for yourself. My goal for our time together is always that you will go back into your daily life with more courage and more inspiration for engaging in your own kindred life more right where you are. So in the name of delight... Yes, we will be taking our sleeping bags outside into the yard to look at Venus and constellations until way past bedtime tonight. Yes, I will do the event I was previously nervous about because really, what a delight that people want to learn and listen to what I have to say and the words that God put in my soul. Yes, I will play catch outside with my husband after dinner instead of sitting around inside watching TV because it is delightful. It is fun. It is fun to play together and to remember who we are. May your lives be filled with moments of delight. May you be delighted by who God is and who he made you to be. I'll see you next time. so much for listening to this episode of the Kindred Life Podcast. I want you to know that your Kindred Life is worth it and I'm cheering you on. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review so other people can find this podcast. You can always find me online at christinemariebailey.com or you can also join my email community, The Kindred Letter, so you don't miss a thing. You'll also get several freebies for signing up for my email list, including the first chapter of my audiobook and some fun free guides. You can also follow along on Instagram at Organic bean and at the Kindred Farm. See you next time.